Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes. I think it starts with your show. James Gordon. The New Year. James Earl Gordon. James Earl Gordon. Hey everybody! Hi! Welcome to the Valley Cast. Woo! It's 2021, yeah. isn't it? Everything's different. We did it. Nothing's did different. It. Congratulations to every one of us. Nothing's different. <laughs> it doesn't feel any different. And I, you know, I was thinking about New Year's just in general and how, like, why? Like, do you guys ever, when there's a big holiday? I don't know if this is just me. Do you guys ever just like go to Google and type in the holiday and just go like? I want to read about this holiday. Like, where the hell did this come from? I'm sure I have, but I did not do it with what you're about to talk about, and I'm interested to learn. With New Year's? With New Year's, yeah. Was it because it's the end of the year? (laughs) It's the beginning of a new year? (laughs) Well, I mean, I I forgot the question I asked, so your answer seems like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The point I was trying to bring up was, is like, sometimes when there's a holiday, I will look up the origins of it. Mm-hmm. And um, for New Year's, I was like, "Why do? Why is it January first? And what even is January first? And where the fuck did January come from? And why do we? Why do we in 2021, conceivably, do we still think that like this is January? This is 2021? Because then I start to go down the rabbit hole of like who came up with the calendar and why." And and why as astrologically do we do all of these strange things? Like, because I mean, to the Mayans, Caesar, Julius Augustus, <laughs> to the Mayans, we're, yep. we're aren't we like in a way further year ahead or further years or what's the thing, Elliot? According to the I Mayans, we we blew up in 2012. Right, right, yeah. But we just like we just blindly kind of follow this like. I guess Roman thing, like you know, Roman, yeah, probably went around. I think around Christ, and then when Christianity yeah. was forming, the church came up with the calendar, and then that's when they started incorporating. I think a lot of the pagan uh, rituals into like Christmas and stuff as a way of converting people to Christianity. To and so smart. You Hey, those guys had their shit together for sure. (laughs) But that's that's (laughs) that's the crazy thing, though, because it's like, um, you know, I think it all is based in Christian things and and religious things. And and so many holidays are based in science. Well, sure. Yeah. But math and science can only kind of like. You know, I mean, m- certainly math and science is like a very, very top. Like you listen and to wood it. Woodshop, woodshop's <laughs> a big part of it. Is yeah. all the class. Yeah, they're all part of it. And I guess gravity might be up there too, but um, but I guess that's part of science. But like the fact mm. that like New Year's was, and this is a quote: "The feast <laughs> of naming and circumcision of Jesus." New Year, new dick. So a lot of people say that January 1st is the day they named Jesus and circumcised him. Hmm. That's and, I, I'm feeling educated in this moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm taking your word for it. You could literally be making this up on the fly. No, I'm, I'm like, yep, no, I'm going to tell my kids about this. 
And mm-hmm. and it's still observed as the circumcision of Jesus uh, by the Anglican Church and the Lutheran Church. Anglican? No. Angelican? Yes. Angelican. In of the, angels? Angelic. Angular. Now we're back to math. Angelican. <laughs> Ang- Anakin. Anakin. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then I, so, so yeah, I was thinking about like January used to be Janus, the god of looking forward and backward. They can see the future and the past. There's just all this weird shit. And it's like, Fun. do we ever stop to think about the past of all of these things that we in modern society still kind of like hold on to? Um, yeah. I have an answer. Go ahead. Uh, no, no. Yeah, no one does. It's interesting, (laughs) which makes me believe that like when shows like Futurama, which are brilliantly written about the future and they like when they talk about history in Futurama, which is our current day, they like get everything wrong. And it's like the like they say that, like, you know, um, you know, something like Kim Kardashian invented the Internet, (laughs) you know, and it's something that like in the future they truly believe as history. And it's like how many of those things that we do today are like ridiculous and like would make people back then, you know, think of us now like idiots that we were still doing it, you know, I mean, if if current uh, societal trends are any indication, I don't think it's that crazy of a thought because we're watching it happen in real time. Right. Depending on what side of the aisle you're on, you, you, you're hearing people say, this is happening, we're being wronged without actually looking into it, without seeing evidence, left or right, I'm not choosing a side, but it doesn't matter. People are... It's very easy to make a human. Yeah. Are think you choosing twenty twenty one to be politically neutral? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to start it off. You think you're keeping? I that just secret? don't want to start it off in the fire. Well, um, I just okay. But so you know what I'm saying it happens in real time. So why? Of course, it's going to happen when yeah when we're talking about the past and and quite honestly, especially humans now, we're just humans of convenience, right? And it's just real convenient to wake up or be born into a system with rules. <laughs> And, and little boxes on a calendar yeah. to tell you what things are because it's just I know I know but do you ever think about like all those movies and books and TV shows and stories that are like we're all kind of like just following this like you know rat race this line uh, in the sand or whatever but have you ever stopped to think of what's on the outside of that and like what the truth is and things like that like the matrix and all those endless stories about breaking out of the norm to be free does it do you ever think about those things i have an answer go ahead uh no yes constantly <laughs> It's just interesting because I'm just like, you know, everybody's like January 1st at midnight for us is, you know, or December 31st at midnight is just, you know, just before the new year. And it's like, yeah, but it never feels different the next day. And like the world doesn't seem different and the sky isn't different and the season isn't different. And so you're just like, why is anything? Sky isn't different. The seeds are the same. Steve, you're going to get a very concerning email or Instagram DM of somebody being like, hey, I was really inspired by the words that you said on the Valley cast today. I want to get this tattooed on my forearm. 
yeah. I'd be like, I mean, sure, it's your body, you know? But for me, it's just like, um, it's so interesting, you know? I'm not thinking of it in like a negative way or anything. I just like to think about, um, you know, like why we celebrate this thing together as a society, as a culture, you know? And New Year's is like one of the most celebrated holidays like in the world. Like it's celebrated by a lot of cultures, a lot of parts of the world. So it's so interesting to think about this connected kind of like thing we all are experiencing together. And it's like, but why are we experiencing that? And it's like, I guess the sun setting at, at, you know, meant that darkness meant it was nighttime and, and then like crops growing at certain times meant that that was a season. And so we just follow these kind of like, you know, these boxes, like you were saying, Joe, but it's interesting to me. Are, are, are feeble human brains also like beginnings and endings? Yes. Uh, it's very hard. I mean, it's, it's why we, we have such a a tough time with the concept of, uh, you know, like needing to know that there was a beginning to the universe when right, right. maybe there wasn't or something like that. It just, it and allows it just us always to, was. Uh, yeah. It allows us to like kind of chop up our, our existence and our time and our understanding of things into nice little chunks. Yeah. And yeah. And Descartes is to blame a lot for uh, in, in the pre enlightenment when he did the mind body uh, separation that he was so worried about science because he was a devout Catholic he was worried that science was going to encroach upon the soul. And then, and, and so he, he tried to relegate the soul to a particular area. And he was like, okay, I think there, he was the, I think therefore I am mm-hmm. guy. He was like, so I can doubt everything, but I can't doubt the fact that I doubt. So the fact that I can doubt means that I am, there is something within me. And then he decided that the soul was in like the pineal gland or something like that. And no then, way. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then since then, and he believed a bunch of other wild things, but he was trying real hard. He was a real smart dude. And, uh, and then after that, it, it allowed science and the church to coexist. So then people for eons since then have thought, well, eons, hundreds of years have thought that there's like the scientific world and then the spiritual world. And it's split off as like these two binary things. But uh, before that, it wasn't. It was all in the same thing. So astrology was science and the sun coming up wasn't like a planet. It was like the god. Of the <laughs> right, sun. right. And, and it was all intentional we, from a grand design and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when the Copernicus thing happened, when they proved that we weren't the center of the galaxy, that meant that people were like, oh, my God, like we didn't we are not at the center of the galaxy anymore we must be meaningless because they'd always thought prior to that that we were the center of everything and the sun revolved around us and it was spoken about in the bible and so they were like this is what it is and so then darwin came along and darwin was like actually not only are you not the center of the universe you're actually just an accident as a result of evolution and, <laughs> you're a monkey. Like, oh, and then they were <laughs> like murder him cut off his head <laughs> And then Nietzsche came along and Nietzsche was like, God's dead, y'all figure it out. And we were all like, uh-oh. And then, so then we, we're just in a big old uh, quagmire right now. And but I just love cool- that like most of that is based on like fear and fear mongering and the, the repercussions of disobeying and, and the wrath of, of a conceivable God and all of those things. And it's so funny how it's like just these dudes, these like guys just decided one day that this is what it is and then convinced people of in power that this is what it is that all just kind of benefited the people in power and no one else and those things just kind of like kept growing and growing and growing and that's why we look at our modern political state and go like this is kind of 
insane. This doesn't make sense. And like the poor really get fucked in this like forever, you know, and it's like, well, it's because these things always benefited the people of in power and fear and um, and, uh, you know, just kind of like that power is what kind of aggregated it into our future. It's so funny. It's just like dudes making decisions centuries ago that were still fucking somehow following <laughs> you know yeah it's crazy yeah without ever knowing it without ever yeah. knowing it yeah and also just accepting it like joe was saying like it's just easier to be like there's a calendar on my wall and all of these days represent like days because if i have to conceive of something outside of that then my brain just won't be able to handle mm -hmm. it and and then chaos occurs. So it's like you just have to you have to like yeah yeah. <laughs> I tried listening to this book, and I shouldn't have tried listening to it because uh, Joe would say I wasn't reading it, and the truth is I wasn't. It was too, <laughs> too, uh, I mean, I would argue it. similarly to Joe, but continue. Right, uh, and, and you would be right in this case because it's called "The Elegant Universe" by Brian Greene. Have you all heard of this? Uh -huh. Yeah. It's a great book, but it's like really hard to follow. But it was talking about he kind of tries to break down in layman's term, like string theory. And oh. he explains like astronauts in space floating past one another at different times and at different rates. And what happens like in a vacuum, if you were to speed up certain things, how time itself would like shift and like change essentially because of it's, you know, the whole E equals MC squared thing. Yeah. And it was crazy. Because when you start thinking about the fact that you could actually contract and expand time if you're hurling through the universe fast enough, it's a little bit uh, – it, it was too much. <laughs> I know because then you start to think of like – well, we're just like babies in the universe. Like we're be we're like, you know, just tiny little thoughts in the universe. We have no concept of the actual containment and science and like design of the universe. And so it's like someday if we progress in a in a, you know, in a good way, we could totally harness that like i think technology could be developed someday where you we fully understand science and like the the bending of time in space and, mm -hmm. and all of that and we'll be able to manipulate that yeah gotta, yeah, gotta get past that whole theory of self-annihilation first that's the new theory <laughs> that i read about recently is that yeah there probably are or were other advanced civilizations but most people not, not most people but there are theories now that the reason we haven't seen them is that they basically hit what feels like we're on the cusp of sometimes self-annihilation like you just get technologically advanced enough and then you just can't get over your own goddamn self hurdles right and right and you take yourself out um Elliot, what you're talking about with, uh, you know, realizing that you're not the center of the universe, uh, uh, the, the sun is not your buddy, just catering to your <laughs> needs and God right. is dead and all that. And you're not all giving those... it anything so that it gives you something back yeah. or anything. <laughs> all of those were like society rocking, altering mind fucks that like in a history book was like it was this way and now it's that way is what we're we read. Of course, it wasn't that clean of a cut, but when those things happened and people started thinking like that, it was such a societal shift. And I feel like we're having one of those right now, but we're totally ignoring it. Yeah. Like we, mm -hmm. we should be going through a, 
holy shit, aliens exist. Everything <laughs> yeah. is different. Who are we as people? But we're like not paying yeah. attention to that because right. <laughs> the world's all messed up with the pandemic and politics and fires and, and climate change. There's so much other shit that is like, you got to kind of worry about this now stuff that's like, you got to, this is where your, your emotional fortitude should be. We'll get with the, where are mm-hmm. we in the universe later when your minds can right. handle it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. we're, we just threw our hands up. We're just like, ah, aliens. It's fine. That's like I that mean, phenomenon documentary when they're, yeah. like, they're like, you got to get rid of these nuclear weapons. You're going to destroy yourselves. And but we dude, were like, nah. But not only we'll that, like, that documentary was, like, such an eye-opener as far as what Joe was saying about how, like, man, we just, you know, <laughs> we're so preoccupied with our individual lives and turmoil and then the external <laughs> sources of turmoil that we can't even focus a little bit on the fact that, like, basically aliens are fucking real. <laughs> Do do we I mean I guess everybody most people we know are like yeah I believe in aliens because the universe is so huge you know why why not so but but it's like when you really think about it it's like dude there's actual like I guess proof <laughs> and nobody cares but but it's okay. I don't know how to say it uh, I guess this is like proof. <laughs> well, you got some like uh, mainstream platforms <laughs> and like ma- massive news publications kind of like telling you on a daily basis. Yeah, that it's, yeah. That yeah, it's that, here. That it's like, here. Po- politics is yeah. so bad that they're trying to like distract you with aliens, but you're not getting distracted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we just. Maybe or, it's too, maybe it's too that I, I just watch these documentaries so much, but like m- maybe. Uh, where was I going with this? It's like they're there and it's like the work to believe that they're not there is now more than the work to believe. <laughs> yeah, but like but more than that, even more than that, I am willing to bet the common man, common person, like if you went out onto the street like Jay Leno style or, or you know, man on the street style and you went to the people not like internet twitter not what not social media the streets to the people and you were like aliens are real what what are your thoughts like most of them would be like i i don't know i got a job to do i got to get out of here like nobody gives a shit because it's like how is that affecting them like most people would be like yeah but like how is that going to like are they going to help me like, are they going to help me in some way? Like, that's why nobody really cares, I think. Because it's yeah, like, the been... aliens aren't doing anything. They're just there. Then why should anybody give a shit? Yeah, and there are also, we're also born into a world and uh, society where people are like, yeah, you're just a speck in the universe. With no, right. There's no, <laughs> right. you're, excuse me, totally meaningless. So if people hear about aliens while thinking they're totally meaningless, they're just going to be like, all right. Right, like, whatever. right. who cares nothing matters we're also like we're also (laughs) like we're also like forcing people to be like space forcing and like when we're talking about Mm -hmm. when i talk about people i talk about beyond social media again like i'm talking about the working class people the the poverty stricken people like i'm talking about the the majority of the planet of just like the normal humans and we're like as a society as a world as a whatever forcing them all to to prioritize like infinite things we're saying like 
be better at this, you know, work harder at that. Pay attention to how politics is fucking you. Pay attention to that. There's aliens pay attention to that. There's nuclear missiles. And it's like, you know, who are we to be like, yeah, but pay attention to aliens right now. Cause we're mm-hmm. in a comfortable position to be like, let's talk about aliens when everybody else is like, I don't know how I'm going to eat today. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, how does I don't know if I'm going to eat today and there are aliens connect, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I think to most people it doesn't. And that's why they don't give a shit. I'm going to, I'm going to eat that goddamn alien. <laughs> right. That's and I think that, and I think the <laughs> whole, the and the whole point of that, that kind of concept is, is that like, you know, they say that people don't care about really anything until it's in their own backyard. And I think that the same applies for aliens. Like, Unless aliens are, like, keeping you from working your job, <laughs> I don't think anyone is really going to... Or helping gonna, you with Or helping job. you with your job. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone's going to care. And, if and, we could get an yeah. alien on this podcast to help us with our <laughs> job, that would be incredible. Whoa. What a pivot. That's great. Here, I'll officially invite him. Aliens. Look, hey. you're just looking to like, you know, get your word out and spread it a little bit. We have a we have a like a, we have a we have a meager following and we could maybe help spread your gospel. Oh, 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 oh they're here. <laughs> I don't I don't us. I don't know how this happened. Where am I? <laughs> uh, we're so sorry. You're on the Valley Cast, a very popular YouTube channel at youtube.com. I don't know what any of that is. That sounds like nonsense. Steve, we don't really actually know, you know, what well, is your eyes look crazy. Offend, uh, an alien, and this could potentially be alien racist. What you're doing right now, just, yeah, I mean, the, you know what? Come at me, bro. If, if, <laughs> one day like they're that. gonna, one day they're gonna use that clip to cancel me. Um, I watched a movie last <laughs> night. That, That's what takes Steve yeah. down. Because <laughs> aliens come in the next few weeks, and they're like incredible and they help everybody and it changes the world and then they're like yeah but steve zaragoza was making fun we of that we want to say one thing about this guy right here steve <laughs> yeah not the endless amounts of <laughs> media today is the day we gift the human race with all our technological wonder and advances whoa 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 what is that what what is that was someone what is that guy doing? Is someone doing what? alien face? Does he think we look like that? Oh no no no! We're taking the gifts. Back. Um, did the you whole guys? Time they just look exactly like that though. They look exactly like Steve <laughs> in the yeah. computer animated. Did you guys know that um, the the New York City ball dropping uh, it happens because um fireworks were a very dangerous thing to use in like such close proximity to buildings and like you know it's like new york is very packed in and there were a lot of like fires and and people dying and shit like in the early days of like new New york city happy new year firework shit so uh the somebody came up with the idea to use i guess there are these balls that drop for like navy like boats people on the ocean it's like you can see like a lighted ball drop for like what time it is or some shit. Like there's some kind of oceanic thing about a ball dropping. And so someone was like, why don't we just signify that it's midnight with a ball dropping like the like the ocean people do, the Atlanteans. And then that's how that happened. Was it Dick Clark? Was Dick Clark like, yo, I got this rocking New Year's Eve thing I want to do with a big old ball? I wouldn't doubt it. Hmm. 
I was also thinking about how we're like a teenage country. Like we're like pretty young as a country still. Yeah. And the New New Year's Eve is a ball dropping, which is like a puberty, like a pubescent. Interesting. Like a, yeah. Your balls drop. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so interesting how you bring it back to kind of like that masculinity Perverted thing, things. yeah, and mm-hmm. and kind of like in um oh. uh, uh phallic phallic fallacy like phallic imagery because yeah. I the, we there's phallic another interesting there's another interesting conversation about swords and guns and how like mm-hmm. all these all weapons are so phallic all like dicks. missiles all missiles just look like big old dicks and it's shit. All dicks. Yeah, and and then it, and it's all about like back when men were like fighting with swords, it was like penetrating with their like yeah, you know, it's like ugh, it's so strange how it just goes back to the lizard brain and sex. I, I think the uh, the ball yeah. dropping thing it actually does tie back to science because um, when when Jackson was younger, he had a testicle that had yet to descend, and we had to take him to, to hear the doctor, this. and we this went in, awful. and the re- the way they got it down is they brought in like twenty doctors to look at it, and then they did a countdown from ten. They just screamed from ten. Nine, eight, seven, and then it they got it got to one. <laughs> oh, right out. It was crazy. That's very funny. Was crazy. <laughs> That's very good. I like it just that. Popped right out, man. That was nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. Hey, so um, I want to bring up something really quickly. Um, that uh, first of all, welcome to the Valley Cast. Thank you for joining us for the past twenty-four minutes. We've been kind of just <laughs> rambling on. <laughs> I'd like to say it's my favorite 24 minutes of uh, the Valley Cast this year. It was really oh, funny. that's really like nice. That. This year, huh? Um, I don't think that's funny, Joe. Um, but uh, Nuts. I wanted to say, uh, first of all. Paul's dropping. You know, because now we can reflect on 2020, I guess, a little bit. Did we do that in the last podcast? We kind of did. We did. We did. We kind of did. But um, don't talk about it. <laughs> okay, great. Anybody got any other topics? We could do. Yeah, we did. We did the positive uh, 2020. Well, okay. I, I, well, we were Elliot, like, 2020 was great. Look at all these things. If I we may, could do another one where we're just like 2020 was terrible. If I may, I wanted to do a double edge kind of thank you apology um, in this moment before we get to the ads. We're so close. Um, I know you guys are really excited about it, but. Um, we did a, we had a charity stream and we did and we raised some money for Red Nose Day. We did some karaoke. It was really fun. And a lot of people showed up. It was great. And Elliot, I neglected to even invite you. To no, I neglected. It was my fault. Well, Very we funny. all we all neglected Elliot in a way, but I just want to say first of all, I'm sorry that we didn't we didn't get you on the stream because it is it's a charity stream and it's a nice thing and it's the valley folk and we should all be doing it but in my defense i just wanted to say (laughs) but (laughs) get to the defense i'm (laughs) sorry like i i really was saving you from the amount of work it would have taken for you to participate in any way including just being there to like talk to us because you had to like have your own account and Twitch and all those things. But I just wanted everyone to know, the audience and Elliot, that I'm sorry. I was, tr- Very sweet. you know, you slipped our mind, but also like, you know. I mean, when we do a lot of the Twitch stream stuff, it's very video game oriented, and it's no secret that Joe and I are kind of like the gamer guys of this operation, and you're kind of more casual, fun guy, and so sure. you kind of you're not around the Twitch That's stuff very brand. much. Casual, fun guy. That's, uh... <laughs> when it comes to games, I think you play casual, fun games. Is what I mean by that. Like you're you're not like a. Of course. 
you just like the fall guys and the the jackbox and things like that yeah. like things that are kind of like whimsical and not really um you know and everybody knows yes, you hate I, I was a little too. I was a little I appreciate you saying that I was definitely yeah. a little hurt it also just doesn't look great to be yeah. uh you know noticeably absent on a charity street, not but present. I also understand where you're coming from yeah, yeah. Um, but at the yeah. same time, I appreciate you, uh, you saying that. Yeah. It was uh, stupid. Very nice of it. It was stupid that we, uh, it, it didn't cross our minds. I mean, it just moment. slipped our minds and it sucks, but it's like, you know, I just want everybody to know <laughs> that like, obviously Elliot wasn't like, you know, purposefully not there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, this thing that benefits hungry children. Yeah. 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 Uh, this but, wasn't planned out either. This was like, Hey, yeah. this is Twitch sings ends today. Let's just turn on the yeah. cherry. Which one's. Yeah. But so a, to, to, to kind of make, create the shit sandwich a little bit, um, and to finish up the shit sandwich, it was a great stream. It was kind of impromptu and it happened like a little out of nowhere. And, it was a little more casual, but we raised a, a bit of money. I think we raised like 1500 bucks for red nose day or something, which I think was really awesome. And, um, it's just, it's, I wanted to thank everybody who's listening to this that contributed to that. Cause that's awesome and very helpful, especially during a time when it's hard to ask people to contribute monetarily to things. Cause it's a hard time for a lot of folks, but we've found so much, generosity in in our audience and um and it's just wonderful to be represented by such an awesome audience of people and when you guys show up like that it's just so wonderful and beautiful and i just wanted to thank you guys for that and and yeah and then you know tack in the apology for elliot not bringing elliot in (laughs) i'm sorry yeah but also you hate karaoke Uh, but also you know (laughs) yeah yeah uh, the other thing i was gonna say and i mentioned this i think last week on the patreon but um if anyone's listening and, and you're a patron of the Valley folk and you are going through a difficult time financially, please do not worry about the Valley folk or try to continue making yourself more uncomfortable by mm-hmm. supporting what we're doing. Uh, I, I trust that people will come back and people will, you know, when the time is right, but in case you're going through a hard time, it is very difficult right now for a yep. bunch of people and you should not be prioritizing uh, us above anything certainly else in your not. life that's actually <laughs> important. Certainly not. We don't want to contribute. Not that we're not important. We are important, but I, not that. I, important. I think what Elliot's <laughs> trying to say is, is that like we're not trying to contribute to anybody's struggle, and we are not trying to contribute to anybody's hard decision on whether they want to contribute to something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, what we want to do is, is if you are in a place to to be you know to be helpful and and if you believe in the endeavor of what we're doing then certainly we we appreciate your help and that's kind of what this whole thing is is built on in a lot of ways um for for help but yeah certainly we don't want to contribute to any um struggle so yeah you know, dude. So let's do some ad reads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, as as we say on a piece of and, content that is free, also, and that you know, <laughs> those, in saying that, also like if you do have to step away, that's okay because you're still part of the community. You can still be hanging out on the Discord. You know, we're still posting stuff on on YouTube and hanging out on. I know. Uh, on all I of our things. A, so. I wish there was a Patreon option where they could like suspend. <clears throat> but still have access, but that would defeat the purpose of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. anyway, that's, yeah. Um, but that, uh... Joe, to echo what Joe was saying, though, um, and what we've all been saying this whole time, 
Uh, if you, yeah, if you need to go, that's awesome. Your name goes on a list that we keep very close by and we have your name and we will make an example of you, but please feel free to do so. <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. Uh, now it's time for some ads. Great. All right. Well, guess what guys? Are we ad list today? No. Yeah. The curators guys at Bespoke Post have done it again this winter with a new lineup of essential Box of Boston collection for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. Guys, Box of Boston is absolutely one of the coolest sponsors we have on this podcast. I personally have loved their items. It's They are some of the few items I own because everything they send you is pretty cool. Whether Woo! it's showcase pieces to level up your indoor hosting skills or cozy threads for those blustery days, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered from style and grooming goods, barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Mm. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life, including if you're into cigars or bar stuff and having little fancy scotches. They all, we all know they make us feel cool. It's great. Check out Box of Awesome. And in fact, to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you so that you feel loved. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime like you should be able to do with other platforms. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but it has over $70 worth of gear inside. If you do the math on that, <laughs> that's billions in savings. Mm. So you get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code VALLEYCAST to check out. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code VALLEYCAST at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com code VALLEYCAST for 20% off your first box. Go and enter the code VALLEYCAST to get 20% off your first box when you sign up. You're doing great, Elliot. I really enjoyed that. Does anybody want to take another one? You got anyone got something pulled out? I have nothing up. Did you, are we? Do we have? No any? worries. I have another thing to tell you about Steve. Something that's <laughs> near and dear to my heart. <laughs> uh, you're not gonna believe it. They're called knives, guys. I don't Whoa. know about you, but I've been cooking a lot more at home lately. Something I learned pretty quickly is that using a good knife makes all the difference. And the best knife I've ever used is the Meisen Chef's knife. It's been a total game changer in the kitchen for me. Meisen makes it easy for you. They designed their chef's knife to replace an entire set of knives. Can you believe that? The Meisen I chef's don't. knife is beautiful inside and out. It's unique sloped handle. Not only allows you to chop more efficiently, easily, and safely, but the elegant design also makes you want to show it off rather than stashing in a drawer. Say, hey, look at my knife. That's what you can do in real life. A dull <laughs> knife is a dangerous knife, okay? And it makes cooking more difficult. The Meisen chef knife, knife I can slice through anything like butter and makes cooking so much easier and more fun. Meisen is two to three times less expensive than other premium knife brands for the same amazing quality. Meisen's knives are crafted with high grain, high grade stainless steel, not high grain. That would imply that it's made of wheat and it's not. It's made of stainless steel, <laughs> so they stay sharper, longer, and last a lifetime, all for a fraction of competitors' costs. The Meisen Chef's knife is legit and verified. It has over 5,000 five-star reviews from real pro chefs and also has a cult following among home chefs and foodies. In fact, come along, they'll brand you now, right on your body, permanently. My I'm holding it knife. right now. It yeah. is very, that's it, that is Look it. That. And it is, it's, uh, it really is, that is what life, that is? Yeah, it really is life-changing. It really, it, it like, when I've talked about when you cook with like a, like an air yeah. fryer or your Instapot, you're like, I could do this, this is great. 
this thing really does make you feel way too cool of uh, uh, of a food curator. Like, I yeah. love that. Well, guess what, guys? Step up your cooking game now and head over to mizen.com slash valleycast for 20% off your first order. That's M-I-S-E-N dot com slash valleycast for 20% off of your first order. Mizen.com slash valleycast. 20% off first order. Um, yeah, Joe, that knife is awesome. It's great. Are we done with the ad reads? No. Do you guys want to hear another one? I'd love to. <laughs> I was hoping there would be one more. Uh, I'm going to start well, bringing these ad reads up again so I can help yeah, you out. I know. No, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's fun. Uh, I didn't expect there to be three, but this is cool. Hey, New Year. We're racking up these sponsors. All right, guys. Here's the question for you. Uh, do you really know what's in your multivitamin? No. Well, it could be sugars, GMOs, synthetic fillers, artificial coloring, gross, not to mention animal gross. byproducts like wool and gelatin from hooks and hides. They're all ingredients you might find in a multivitamin. Ritual isn't your typical multivitamin. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly formula is made with key nutrients and forms your body can actually use. No shady extras. Uh, Ritual is very good. I've gotten into multivitamins. I think that's something you have to do when you're um, mm -hmm. entering into your 30s. And it actually is surprisingly helpful and it boosts energy and it makes me feel better. And it makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body to offset all of the other bad choices. I've been taking Ritual for about a month now on and off, uh, but mostly consistent. And I tell you, it's lovely. And uh, Why don't you I, I tell really us about it, it, Elliot? Well, they're so delicious and you should just, everyone should do it. Everyone should try it, Steve. Mm is what I'm saying. And because uh, you know why? Why? It was formulated with key ingredients, including vitamin D3 to help fill gaps in the diet. And their fresh tasting delayed release capsules are designed to dissolve later in less sensitive areas of the stomach so you can take them with or without food. You'll always know where your nutrients come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. And they're now available for women, men, teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. And we all love that. Uh, and your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month, free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. If you Ooh. don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. How about that? You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin, guys. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners, my listeners alone, 10% <laughs> off during their first three months. Uh, not yours, you are, Steve. Yeah, no. not yours, not yours, Joe. My Valley. <laughs> not my <laughs> listeners can get 10% off during your first three months. That's very good. Visit ritual.com slash valleycast to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash valleycast to start your ritual. Dude, I love today. a company that's upfront about their ingredients. That's never, that's not super I'm a, uh, common. I'm a little shook on realizing that I've, I'm apparently intaking things that come out of wool. So I'm gonna have to read up on that. And let my kids dude, just, dude yeah. just like we when we started the podcast, we were talking about all the things that people don't really think about, like the origins of all these things. Right. Similarly, people don't think about how there could be wool and hooves in their freaking multivitamins. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll die before realizing or, or giving a lot of thought to what's actually in the food that I eat. I think what? that's a lot. I think that's a long way down the road for me. <laughs> Isn't when it you funny? When it's like yeah. imperative like, that you understand. I truly don't. Yeah, it's like aliens. Like I know that it's mm -hmm. there, but I don't care. It's like it's so funny how like there was a time when we would look at like the way people ate in the fifties and sixties, and we were like, man, they're just eating meat and drinking milk like all day. Yeah. And now we're like, now we can't help but be like, 
oh man but they were eating like natural stuff not with it like without right. science ingredients and like hooves and shit and uh it, it's really interesting to think about how someday we'll look at this generation as we often talk about and be like i can't believe all this shit we put into our bodies like vape pens and coke zero mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the amount yeah. of diet coke i drink is not yeah. natural do you yeah. guys uh have you guys heard of the all meat diet you guys want to do one of those for an experiment it, for Valley what, the, what the hell is it called it's called uh the keto is that carnivore keto? diet or or wasn't atkins all meat atkins atkins as well, well atkins but atkins you can have a bunch of other stuff the like all meat diet is all meat <laughs> actually no yeah i had a friend that did it i had a yeah. friend that, yeah People love it like i mean it's insane r.i.p i mean he was a great guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have massive diarrhea. So um, no vegetables. No, absolutely not. Why would you do that? <laughs> that sounds more fun than what I think I'm about to do. Because Hayden came up to me one day and was like, "I think I'm gonna go vegan for a week." And I go, "I'll do that with you. Let's do it for a month." Absolutely not. You need so, to kick that girl out of the house. Tell her you get a job. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty unhealthy, Joe. I watched Oakja for the first time last night, You're and right. I'm a different man. I get it. Just like Good. when you watched Super Size Me. You're yeah. different. <laughs> uh, I watched two movies yesterday. One of them definitely ties into what we're talking about, but I watched Okja. Beautiful movie. I'd never, I never sat down and watched. I was too afraid of feeling things. Yeah. And, but it's great. Yeah. Um, the director, he's so good. The same I guy know. that did Parasite. He's just a visionary. Yeah. Um, and Tilda Swinton, I think, is somebody that we're not appreciating enough. Oh, I appreciate movie. Tilda Swinton, damn it. But you're oh, right. I man. think the 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 collective consciousness just goes like she's kind of weird. But yeah. no, she's incredible. But she's incredible. I have a I have a theory based off of this movie as well after watching it and I think everybody could probably get on board with it. Tilda Swinton is also Paul Dano and they're the same person and they are an incredible actor. Well, or like Paul Dano is like baby Tilda Swinton. That's not what I said. They are the same person. No, they're not. They're very good. They are very good actresses. Don't put words in Joe's mouth, Steve. I I just disagree. I find them to be similar but very different. Name one difference between Tilda Swinton and Paul Dano. Can I get back to you? If you can. Okay, yeah. fine. Do some okay. research. All right. And then I also watched Arrival and I just highly suggest that everybody rewatch that movie because it's it's amazing and beautiful and wonderful. Is that the one with Amy Adams? Yeah, it's so yeah, good. I'd like to rewatch that. I'm really excited to see the new Batman. Yeah, I was. I turned on uh, two nights ago. I turned on Batman Begins because it's on HBO uh, Max. And watch. I sometimes I don't realize. I haven't realized before recently that I do this. But like, if I can't find something to watch, I'll put on like any Batman thing. Oh, fun! And Grace, mm. Grace is like, why do you like Batman? so much and it made me so uncomfortable <laughs> i was like because you couldn't like, answer I it i couldn't i was like um. i don't know i i was like i've never really thought about it i can <laughs> i just know i've only liked batman my entire life and uh and she was like but what what is it about like what is it? i'm just trying you know what i'm curious and i was like I, I i i don't know i was like he's like a normal guy and he's a detective and he's uses he doesn't have real superpowers he's cool he's, he's just cool he's man. human and he's like dark <laughs> and weird and the villains are really good like i was just like i was like why am i answering this like i've never like i'm describing batman like for the first time well he and has I was a- like 
I have to figure out what this is, but uh, yeah. Well, he I mean, has it's... all the he has all the like perfect key traits of like a hero. He's got like the troubled past and the the mm-hmm. the like dramatic upbringing, and he's also like he's everything you want to be. He's sophisticated. He's got money. He's a ladies' Best man. Case scenario he's... If you had a if you were a billionaire, and yeah. it's a, it's attainable, right? It's like an attainable kind of like possibility. Except, but you know, in, in you your mind's eye, like, it is. If he took his money and just invested it into the infrastructure of Gotham City through schooling and mm. through community programs, he would actually help the city in more ways than if he just went out. And, yeah, but Gotham's and just way villains. too corrupt. The villains are, are a reaction to Batman's presence, and therefore he actually perpetuates the very crime. That Batman is the villain. Yeah. Well, but yeah. that's, that's not to say that crime didn't exist before Batman became Batman. Gotham was the always, Ga- Gotham was always corrupt, I think. And I, there was magic and there was evil in the world before Batman became Batman. Yeah. In the DC world, but certainly Batman drew in more kind of like, car- uh, car- costumed, you know characters yeah. and things like that but but i think that the Seems evil like was always there it. i think it just represents like you know the vigilante like you know just the justice system is fucked up you want to take matters into your own hands it's vigilante is, yeah yeah mm-hmm. like that's a very Batman begins is really good too it's so yeah, it's good. a fun flick. it's just a good movie yeah mm-hmm. yeah and batman is like truly the only superhero that i can think of off the top of my head i'm sure there's more but he's the main he's the coolest main superhero that has like the most attainable like mm-hmm. status. Cool. Like even though Joe, you think it's ridiculous, you can't. And no one in real life could be Batman. You could be close to Batman, but like no one in this world could be Iron Man, and no one in this world could be the Hulk, right. and no one in this right. world could be you know like, right? Yeah, no, I'm I'm more just talking about becoming one of the one percent of the one percent to become Batman. Right, that's right. the unattainable part. That's right. why Kickass is who you're talking about. <laughs> But it's so funny because, every, yeah, Kick-Ass is more what yeah. I'm talking about. Because Batman is, like, the great, he's, like, the way they write him as a detective is, like, no one is that smart in the history of ever. Like, you're written to be smart. But it's, like, everybody thinks they're their own good detective. Like, Elliot, I'm sure you finding the remote control after not knowing where it was made you feel like Batman for a second. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So everybody Every believes day. they could be a good enough detective as Batman. All I need is yep. Google and like the light on my phone, and I could be and Batman. Kind of think a little bit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's. I watched. Uh, it's funny that you bring up. You know the comparison between Stark and 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 Batman because they're essentially the same person. One yeah. is just a little bit more fanciful with the technology. But I sat down and watched. Um, I went back and I rewatched basically the main Avengers mark uh, uh, arc with Jackson because he's in this big superhero kick. So I'm like, okay, let's sit down. I know you don't like real people movies because he only likes animated ones. <laughs> I remember that. Humans, he's like, this is real. I don't like it. Yeah. But we sit down and we watched it. So we did like first Avengers. We did Civil War. We went through the arc, um, did some Guardians of the Galaxy. Didn't do all of them. Tried to make him watch Iron Man. He wasn't a fan of that movie, but he loved Iron Man and the Avengers. The point that I'm getting to is that we sit down and we finish Endgame and I came to the realization that I think I started getting a little poo-poo-y about the Marvel franchise. And I'm just like, okay, I'm over superhero movies and stuff like that. But holy crap, 
from beginning to end, what they did is amazing. Yeah. What happens with Tony Stark at the end, all of the time and effort and love we like and crafting that went into all of these movies that are funny, action packed. I'm back on board. Yeah, self-aware. But isn't it's it interesting that the unprecedented reason unprecedented and I I'm, I'm re-giving yeah, them props. It's interesting though because like totally I agree. They but it's interesting because like Marvel has had access to like an infinite number of incredibly well-written comic book storylines. And basically the movies are a collection of the best of the best of like the Marvel storylines or at least like Mm -hmm. the main ones. And a lot of the movies borrow from like, you know, single issues here and there and things like that. And it's like, well, duh, that's why they're so good because they're pulling from like these amazing stories. But but what's DC's excuse and what's Marvel's excuse when the movie's not good? They're still pulling from these marvelous storylines, but it's interesting to think about how like DC has amazing storylines to pull from too, but their movies don't reach Marvel caliber where everything's just Mm -hmm. so cut. I just, they really lucked out with how connected and like dynamic the movies are in the, in the MCU and DCU mm-hmm. is just like all over the place in consistency. It's so bad. It's yeah. Remarkably. I also just, I think DC needs to lean into their strengths, which is kind of just Batman. Yes. Superman maybe, but like, yeah, they keep trying to make it a whole thing. And I'm like, does anybody really give a shit about any of these other DC? Like I truly mean, like, like, are there like really big, like a market for, I know that there's people who love green lantern. Yeah. But, like why, does anybody need to see Green Lantern like as part of an ensemble? But that's the thing. Like, there's so many good Green Lantern stories, like truly sure. good stories. But they just like can't do it in movies for some reason. They like, don't. It doesn't. I, yeah, they I, don't. I just hit think the mark. like, dude, if you had Taika Waititi do a Green Lantern movie, or like the um, Taika uh, Waititi was in Green Lantern. With <laughs> Lantern. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, as Sinestro. No, no, no. But if, dude, if they. If they got like um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller to do like mm-hmm. a DC movie or something, but that's the thing. It's like all the Sony guys have like all the Sony Marvel has all of the good writers and directors and shit. Yep. Like you know they got James Gunn and they got you know Patty Patty Jenkins. It means a lot. And, it really does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and it's it's they lean into Marvel seems to lean a little bit more into the they just don't buy into their own bullshit too much right like they used the, to they got better like, at it and it got better though right because of that like there's this like they they lean into the the disbelief of it all and i feel like yeah and there's a, like a little bit more mm-hmm. tongue in cheek and when dc does that it feels better like with with uh like shazam shazam feels like a marvel movie and it's fun closer and it's watchable closer. Shazam is good Shazam's uh, and closer, yeah. And they're I think they're leaning into the natural charisma of the actors portraying these characters in Marvel. Ant-Man shouldn't work, but it's Paul Rudd. Dude, and we love Paul Rudd. Great Ant- way to make Ant-Man work. Yeah, Ant-Man, you get Paul Rudd in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just get like you you cast like you get your perfect casting, and then you get directors and writers that are like, we're just gonna like play to the actor's strengths. And make yep. it be a showcase of the actor. Like, that's why Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man oh, is so man. 
perfect because Robert Downey Jr. has Iron Man's like blood in him because he's that like sophisticated, well-speaking, witty, charming guy already. And and they just leaned into his sense of humor in such a perfect way. And they just can't do that with DC characters for some and reason. Because M- Wonder Woman and Superman and Batman, they're all these like super serious fucking this is the way, this is how we will do things. I am serious and what I am doing is the most... And it's like Iron Man's over here going like, hey, Play-Doh, shut the fuck up, let's get to work. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's how you do it. You just make them less stoic yeah, and, when, and more real, I guess. DC, But when now I think when DC tries to do that, at least when I've seen it, it's like cringy. It's like, oh, you're trying to do the Marvel thing. That's how you're I felt about Shazam a little bit. It just bit. doesn't... Shazam? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about because I remember watching that and going, oh yeah, they're really, really trying to play the the Marvel card. A great example. You can't blame them. No, you can't blame them. Everybody's trying. But here's the thing. The greatest example of this is Thor. When you watch the first Thor movie and then you watch Thor Ragnarok, you're like, these are completely different Different. movies, completely different characters, completely, like, those are not the same Thors, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. if imagine if someone took the stoicism of Batman or the stoicism of Superman or Wonder Woman and then suddenly did what they did with Thor and made, like, a tongue-in-cheek, fun, like, take the serious hat off and just throw caution to the wind type movie. Like, that that's the secret. That's why everybody loves Thor Ragnarok so much. Because Chris Hemsworth so is good. funny, and they're like, might as well lean in and lean into that. But they also, your your earlier point, the more I think about it, is so important. Like, it's not just just the actors, not just the story. The, the directors that they yeah. have on a lot of these ones that we're talking about are, are ones that are just the directors that are so good and honed into their craft of being a little bit silly and being able to, to lean into comedy, James Gunn and Taika for sure. But then you forget that, that Favreau started this whole thing and he is so good Mm -hmm. at nuanced comedy in, in serious movies. Yeah. And they just got the right team behind it. And then it goes back to even like, what is it? Kevin Feige? Feige. Feige, the main guy that just seemed to let these people play a little bit. And I'm sure there's nightmares behind the scene that we're not, we're not. I mean, these are manufactured products, right? And they're pro and the, the meaning, the point of it is, is to make money. The whole goal is to make money. And so you have to, you have to make a product that the largest possible audience will accept. And, and then you get like a director that doesn't want to do that in there with all these executives and shareholders and studio people that are like, yeah, but let's play it safe. And, and I think they just took enough chances and made guardians of the galaxy and Thor Ragnarok and Ant-Man versus wasp and, or Ant-Man and the wasp. And then you see all these, you see that it can work. You can still make a product that you can make a, a whopper that tastes like a whopper, but you know, and it's all familiar to everybody, but you can add a little something to it that makes it exciting. And I think for modern audiences, making Paul Rudd, the star of a superhero movie is the special sauce to making a manufactured thing work so well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
we're okay. gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this. We're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this. I think Much DC like D- DC's whole problem is is Shazam was a step in the right direction. Wonder Woman eighty four was a bit of a step back, and so they just need to find the fine line between those things. And just like, dude, just fucking rip off Marvel. At this point, just rip off Marvel. Like, make the exact movies Marvel is making, but with DC characters. And I swear that's how they'll win. I don't really like the Marvel Batman treatment that the Avengers, or the uh, Justice League was. I kind of like, I'm excited for the, going back to the Paul Dano, the whatever, the the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Who's the director of that? I don't remember his name. Uh, but oh, whatever that oh. thing is, oh, yeah. uh, that's like, I cut everyone else out. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's I just like wait. with with Justice League, it's like because with the the Avengers, you've got, um, uh, you know, Thor who can be funny sometimes, Iron Man who's funny all the time, almost Captain America who's serious, he gets uh, funnier, who gets funnier. And then, and then Hulk who gets funnier, and, and and then with DC, it's like you got Batman who can't be funny, you got Wonder Woman who can kind of be funny, you've got Superman who cannot be funny, and you've just got all of these characters that <laughs> just can't. All, yeah, they, they can't be funny on purpose. Exactly, it's, not, it's yeah. not inherent in their personality. So when they try right. to be funny, it comes off cringy, or it has to come from like a very ignorant right. fish out of water right. place. Yeah, and right. you don't want that from your heroes. Right, or they put all the comedic. Uh, energy into one character like Aquaman, right? right. And, and then, then you're it like, work at all? Yeah, it's so like, exactly, exactly. And that's the. I think that will be the forever problem with DC until somebody makes like a Batman Forever esque tongue in cheek Batman movie again, and then maybe you can play with Batman. But the thing is, is like DC is so precious with these characters as they should be. Same with Marvel, um, but Marvel took a chance and was like. I mean, let's make Thor fucking funny, I guess, and see what happens. They also might just be in a no-win situation with us too, Steve, because I don't want to see a funny Batman. I I want to see kick-ass Batman. I I know, I know. And I think that's that's an inherent problem with the character, right? Like these characters are so locked into the I'm a sad Batman (laughs) kind of thing that you can't ever even try to give them a little comedy because then it just doesn't work. And I think that's the problem. But but I mean yeah, like when I, when I rewatched you... Batman and Robin, seeing the lines in that of uh, Clooney and right, right. Donald going <laughs> right. back and forth about like the don't leave home without it, and he, out, <laughs> he busts out a Batman Mastercard right. or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> Pretty terrible. Yeah, 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 well, because yeah, yeah. it's like it's like Adam West Batman in a way, right? Like yeah, like and, I, and and it's like. But Adam West Batman wasn't trying to be funny. He was just being like quippy and he was just being like, you know, kind of witty. Yeah. Yeah. And silly for kids and shit. Yeah. Um, That's a bummer. I I watched the toys that made us for Star Trek for some reason. How how Uh, would you think? I love that program. That whole series of the things that made us is really fun. But uh, this, the Star Trek uh, toy debacle is very, very funny because it's all these toy companies that like wanted the license to yeah, Star Trek, but then yeah. didn't have any Star Trek toys, so they just slapped the Star Trek logo on like different things <laughs> that definitely were not Star Trek That's at all. Like so funny. Army, they would be like, "In this box is uh, Spock and Kirk and uh, whatever," and then and a battle tank. Army men. It was literally like repainted <laughs> Army men. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. 
taking the the skins and just uh, reskinning them. Dude, the story uh, looks like a helmet with a light on it that bleeps that like bleeps back and forth, <laughs> and it just says Spock. And you're like, that's not in the show. We don't do that. Yeah, that's funny. why Lucas was like the Star Wars toy thing is so interesting too, because Lucas was just like. I will retain every piece of IP for the toys in perpetuity. And that's where he made like his billions essentially. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Just made, yeah, yeah, billions. They talk about it. They're <laughs> right. like, these toys didn't start selling until after star Wars came along. Right. Like, right. Destroyed right. everything. Yeah. And that was the other thing. Star Wars was kind of like the first time they really did like a movie tie in mm-hmm. big, big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Right. Well, guys, uh, one listen. quick tangent. Oh, go ahead. One quick go ahead. tangent oh, yeah. before we leave, okay. uh, just because I have it brought up, um, talking about movies and stuff, and going back and and thinking about the ones that we love. I brought up our birth years, and I want to read you guys the top ten movies. <laughs> That's good. From cool. the year that you were born. So we'll start with Steve. Are you eighty two? You're eighty two. Eighty two. Right? Yeah. All right. So this will be both of ours. The top ten movies in nineteen eighty two. Et. Et. All right, that's that's gonna say. Do you have any guesses? And ET is number one. ET is number nice. one. If you had other guesses, I wonder if Great you would job, give guys. any of them. God, eighty-two. Is it Poltergeist in there? The, nice. The, num- the number one movie the year you guys were born was about Elliot. Oh. oh. I'll just do this quick. It's all e. sing- it's all connected. <laughs> Rocky three. Whoa. On Golden Pond. An officer and a gentleman. Porkies. <laughs> Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah. Wait. Star it, Trek. Wait. A New Hope was seventy nine or seventy seven. Oh, but, but oh, but it was still big then. Yeah. Yeah. Still big, which is wow. crazy to think. Yeah. That's crazy. Because um, Empire came out 2. in eighty three, so you got to imagine from seventy or no, Empire came out or Je- Jedi came out in eighty three. Uh, they must have re released. They must have re released it. Yeah. Is yeah. Empire in so, there? No, not yet. No, yeah, down towards the bottom. Okay. They must have. They must have done it towards the not bottom, but like thirties. All right, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan, Poltergeist, The Best Little Whorehouse, <laughs> nice, yeah, and Chariots of Fire. Dude, you know what would be fun to do? Like a watch the top ten movies mm-hmm. you were born, and then do like a quick review of each one of them. That's a great podcast series, and we could also maybe do that with the top ten songs, which I which I have up as well. But Elliot, here's your yeah, here's your box office for 1987 top ten. I'm ready. Beverly Hills Cop two. Thank you. Number one. Platoon. Love it. Fatal Attraction. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sexy year. Oh, is Platoon in there? Uh, not yet. Um, The Untouchables, Three Men and a Baby. Yes, nice. the secret old, of my success. <laughs> Stakeout. Oh nice. my god! <laughs> Lethal Weapon. The right Witches on. of Eastwick, which is a great movie. Dude, Elliot has all of this energy. <laughs> I know, yeah. and and Elliot's rocking it out with number ten, Predator. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I don't Isn't know if Predator is one that I want on the the list, but. So Predator's so Predator, good, dude. Son of a bitch. It's Predator, so, so good. Right. Elliot, have you ever itself. seen Predator? No, I'm not talking about the franchise. I'm just talking oh. about the, <laughs> okay. the word. I want you to see <laughs> Predator, though. You should watch Predator. Yeah. No, I have nothing against Predator. I saw it years ago. I need to watch 
rewatch those. But yeah, no, they're great. They're great. Yeah. I, I've I've never seen a Predator that I didn't like, um, uh, movie wise. Eh, careful. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let, okay, I'm gonna. I got him up, so I want to do it too. Let's just throw information out there. 1987, end of the year, one, top 100 singles. We'll do the top 10. Walk like an Egyptian by the Bangles. Yeah. Nice. Right Alone by Heart. Yeah. That's a good one. Shake You Down by Gregory Abbott. Ooh, I wanna dance with somebody. Yeah, Whitney, Whitney Houston. Nothing's gonna stop us now by Starship. Starship. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I love that song. Say La Vie by Robbie Neville, which is a great song. I don't think I but know I'm that sure, song. I bet you might have not heard it before. Uh, Here I Go Again by White Snake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby and the Range. Uh, is that Shake the one that's like, that's just the way it is. Oh, it probably is, Some yeah. Things yeah. Never Some things will never change. <laughs> great song. Uh, Shakedown by Bob Seger, which yeah. uh, is one of the best songs ever created. <laughs> And living on a prayer. Nice, Bon Jovi. Jovi. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. And then 1982, real quick. <laughs> the 1987 number one is just in the same category as can the I guess? One from 82. Oh, yeah. really? What was the number one from 87? Walk like an Egyptian. I would contend this one is very much a similar type. Is it like jam. Mickey or like um, Take on it's Me? A, it's an Olivia Newton-John jam. Oh, is it Xanadu? It's physical. Oh, physical. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Let's get physical. Physical. Yep. <laughs> ridiculous. And then we go wow. Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Hell yeah. I Love Rock and Roll, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Great. Ebony and Ivory, Paul McCartney <laughs> and Stevie Wonder. Uh, Holy crap. I didn't know this song was this. Centerfold by the Jay Jay Giles. Giles yeah. 82. Wow. Uh, Don't You Want Me, Human yeah. League. Great jam. Jack and Diane by John Cougar. Nice. Followed up by Hurt So Good by John Cougar. <laughs> Damn, what a year. Abracadabra by the Steve Miller Band. <laughs> That's and a terrible song. That song's so bad. <laughs> closing it all out with Hard to Say I'm Sorry by Chicago. Whoa. There we go. There's some information. That's nice. But I like the uh, let's watch the uh, movies from our birth year thing. There's something yeah. Something with that. No. Podcast is a I good got. idea because you could have a guest on and be like, here's all the movies that came out the year you were born or whatever. Oh, that's fun. You could all, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe there's a first time show thing there because I saw some people asking what the hell's going on with that. We're talking what about it. Talk, talks are <laughs> happening. Brett and I are talking about how we want to end the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this thank very you. conversational, philosophical, wacky time that we have. Silly. Silly. Yeah. Elliot Don't did a great to check job. Out our sponsors. With the ads. Yeah. Thank you, Elliot. Yeah, your ad. Um, dope. I made sorry. sure to read them at an appropriate pace. I'm sorry <laughs> we didn't fucking invite you to the Twitch stream, okay? I'm sorry. Mm. I love you. I love you guys. Thank you for being patrons. If you're a patron, thank you for following us on the things. If you follow us and we hope you enjoyed all of the content at the end of the year, we've got some more stuff coming very soon. And what are you reading off of? we're very excited. I was just looking off to the side here. As yeah, no, really true. wasn't looking at anything in particular. <laughs> I, if you really want to know, I was looking at this gift my mom got for Alana and it says to Alana 
and it's just a little ornament like case and I think there's like socks inside of it or something to Alana leave that piece of shit and come run away with me (laughs) from my mom (laughs) mom no Um, but yeah thank you all for listening and we appreciate you and we'll see you next time I guess